Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. We roll through February. Kind of hard to believe. We're eight days away from the end of the month. It is flying by. It was a busy sports weekend. There's a lot going on. Plus, there was something going on here in town. We've got to try to figure out if you folks can fill us in on exactly what was happening. It is Chad and Zay on this Monday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. He's ready for some playoff basketball tonight. What's up, Zay? Was Vin Diesel Dom on Barton Springs and Lamar on Saturday? Because it was going down. Woo! Man, you got to figure out what's going on there. I, I, I do not know exactly what was happening. We'll get to that story. Um, also today, I guess we should start with this. It's unfortunate to have to start with it, but rest in peace to Red McCombs. Red McCombs, dead at the age of 95 today. Obviously a name and a legacy that means a lot to Longhorn folks. So uh, Red McCombs to the McCombs family, Longhorn family. We're thinking about you today. A long Talk about a long life now, a long, impactful life. 95 years old, Red McCombs. Man, there's just more and more folks out there getting into the 90s and everything. The Modern other, medicine. Dude, the other night my girls were watching Ma- The Masked Singer, and they unmasked Dick Van Dyke. My man is 97. Wow. And was dancing around, <laughs> singing super califragilistic. I was like, Are, what, what? You go, Dick Van Dyke. All right, so um, Red McCombs, dead at the age of 95. We'll start there, unfortunately, today. We will get to Texas basketball, looking good on both fronts. We'll get to some, a little Texas baseball, not looking good to start the season. Texas softball is uh, still looking good. And um, there's NBA to talk about, All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend. Did you watch? Did you care? XFL coming up in the crap bag. Did you watch? Did you care? Or was it just me? And all of that is on the board. But I guess we should start with Barton Springs Drift or the Fast the fast and the Furious on Lamar. Zay, this is an intersection I've been to before. I've, I've been right there. I know exactly where we're talking about. Barton Springs and Lamar. Yeah. So if I'm headed over to you know Green Mesquite Barbecue, Peter Pan mini golf, Terry Blacks, Terry Blacks, the 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 park itself, whatever. I'm going to be right around there, and I did not see this story until God was it this morning before I saw that video, but Saturday night there was a conflict of some sort between race car drivers and the cops. Was this like smoking the bandit down there? What was going on? I don't know, and. Man, sorry for feel really bad for the Austin Police Department that 
because they had to deal with this. Yeah. But two people were arrested in connection to street racing events. Report four separate events. So if you go on Twitter and you see the social media videos, you could see people doing drifting, and it's packed. Like, it, it's absolutely packed. I've never seen anything like this in the city of Austin. Crazy. Anything like this in general. And, yeah, there's probably a lot more arrests that are going to come when they figure out who was involved. Because there are just so many people. I just think the Austin police and the city of Austin were overwhelmed because nobody knew this was happening. And it was very random. You know? Like, it's just a very random event. If wow. I'm on, Sorry, that's my computer. Okay, audio was, being way too up high. Wow. But, yeah, hashtag street takeover. So I click on the hashtag <laughs> on Twitter, Whoa. and this goes all over America. People just doing donuts and random intersections and normal streets that random folk just like to move along with in their everyday lives. Okay. Just trying to get around the city. I just saw a car go by. Was that a pizza delivery car that I just saw go by? Someone was on top of that car. There was like a sign on top of that car. What is that, the pizza guys out there <laughs> drifting? I don't know, that's probably just somebody hanging out the window. Yeah, you can just like see a mob, like not pushing a cop car back, but tr- like kind of just moving it with the crowd and then the officer going in reverse. So if you're trying to get through this intersection, you're just sitting there? Yeah. Wow. This is so bizarre. I was going to admit to you this week that I saw Vin Diesel at the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game had the Fast 10 logo on the court. Yeah. I've seen the preview twice, and I'm almost ashamed at how excited I am for this movie. Like, I'm really pumped up for this movie. Momoa as the villain, I think, is going to work. I like John Cena better as the good guy. They're going to put Brie Larson in the movie. And there are some wonderfully unrealistic stunts coming that I cannot wait to see. I'm going to have my popcorn ready, and then I'll come in and this is going on. I don't want to blame this on Vin Diesel, though. I don't want to blame this on the movies. We're doing some donuts here, but, I mean, are we going to blame this on the Fast franchise? Does every villain have to be, like, kind of similar to Vin Diesel? Like, just exotic and similar ethnicities like The Rock? and Jason Momoa, because they're all kind of related somehow. You have to have a low, scary bass tone in your voice, yeah. yes. You have to have that as well. Okay. Yeah, because they tried to make John Cena his brother, which... Was he a villain? He was a villain for a movie, but now he's on the good side. Oh. Spoiler alert. Sorry, if you haven't seen yeah, Fast 9. Yeah. If you haven't seen <laughs> F9 <laughs> recently. Yeah, so they're going through all the wrestlers. So is Dave Batista going to be on 11? Uh, you know what? I don't know if Batista is available because now he's spreading out into other movies. I'm not sure if he's going to be available. So, yeah, they're working through it. They're working through the superhero, the bulky superhero yeah, what guy. wrestler wants to act? <laughs> Vin, who who would you want next? I think Kevin Nash is slated for eleven. <laughs> I think he's getting ready to go. So if you know, Big sexy. If you know what was going on, if you were down there, if you were at the intersection, please let us know. Uh, very strange story. Someone texted street racing in Austin. That's the most elaborate recruiting event I've seen to date. We must be desperate for Denver <laughs> Harris. Oh, that's well done. Well done.
That's a good. That's a good connection. I had not made the connection to uh, to Denver Harris of A and M before. Is he still of A and M? Is Denver still there? Is he still hanging out? That's oh boy, that was in the garage, right? That was the parking garage. That's yeah. my man. Yeah, because this wouldn't be technically. I'm not an expert on such things, but I saw the movie Tokyo Drift. I don't believe this is technically drifting. This is donuts. That's donuts in an intersection. That's the, drifting is a race that involves the drift turns. But you got to have a race. You can't just you can't just go around and around. You know how mad I am just trying to get on with my day, just trying to go through Barton Springs, Lamar. Dude. Maybe hit Sandy's, get some ice cream with my lady. I love good Sandy's, you know, shake or a cone or some just OG Austinite type of thing. And y'all gonna mess it all up, dude. One of the ideas I always have if it comes to either either my wife and I are looking for a little simple date night. Or my daughter's looking for some kind of a simple date night thing, or we just want to go out. Peter Pan mini golf is one of those things I'll think up where it's like, oh, this is real simple. We could go do that. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing I have to worry about with Peter Pan mini golf is I think they're still cash only. Other than that, <laughs> but I don't usually have to worry about and remember there could be cars doing donuts nearby. We got to be really careful. Yeah. You got fear <laughs> for your life. Oh, my God. Fireworks going off and stuff. Y'all were wilding. Unbelievable. Vin Diesel's voice is more of a mumble growl. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little bit. It's, 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 it's family. Man. Talk about family. There's nothing more important than family. <laughs> That's right. I'm too excited about that movie. And somebody's too excited about racing a little bit. I, again, I, I don't know how much actual racing there was. I did see this video of a cop car going backwards and then fireworks were thrown or whatever. So please, if you are out there in the street racing world, let's let's try to keep it as safe as we can. huh? I've watched the movies. Don't you watch the movies? The pattern is there. You go to race. These are in the early movies before they became heist movies. So ah. parts one through four. If you start the racing, and then you got your walkie-talkies, and as soon as the cops show up, you send the call out, and everybody and people leave. I've even watched a documentary about the making of these movies, where the producers will say, no, 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 that's how it happened. That's how we were able to film those scenes. We go down there to film, and then when the cops show up, everybody disperses, and then ultimately the cops come to the director and yell at him. That's how it works. So are you starting on Barton Springs and hitting Lamar North or South? Uh, first street racing here because I'm going south. There's a lot of turns and stuff, a lot of winding. You go north, it's kind of a straight shot, probably until you hit House Park. Right. Yeah. No. And then you do that tough turn that could get a little dangerous there before you hit what infield. Yeah, yeah. That, you know what I'm talking about? That, you get a little you, dangerous. That, you, yeah. that you'd need to drift a little bit. That's the drift. That's time. the drift. That's yeah. when you got to do whatever the drifting part is. I've never been able to, never been able to figure that one out. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I think I, might go, I think I might go the other way there. For a more interesting race, I would head north. But um, I'd probably want to head south there. Hopefully that is not something that is uh, going to become a regular occurrence in the city of Austin. Wow. Uh, crazy Come on, sto- Austin. We got to do better. Crazy story there. Says, uh, I don't think we would. Oh, that's just rude. I'm, I'm not reading rude things about that rude about Vin Diesel. Um, says, uh, we know if there had been a large group. Uh, okay, especially the group. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. So somebody said they heard it was people from Colleen. Harge, those are your folks. You got some explaining to do. What, Colleen folks came to Austin to do donuts? <laughs> Maybe. 
It was a donut party? I mean, in Colleen, it would make a lot more sense. A lot more space up there. Yeah. A lot more, you know, less to worry about. A lot less people. That's weird. It's also weird that the tweet I'm looking at says, Austin got hit with some culture last <laughs> night. Is that the word you'd use to describe culture? <laughs> Come on. What, donut culture? Yo, I get Austin's like really gentrified and all, but I don't think that's culture. No, you don't understand, man. You don't understand our culture. You don't understand the the intersection donut culture. It's incredible. All right, so uh, we hope everybody is safe and sound after that. We hope everybody is trying to be as safe as they can. You said a couple arrests were made. Maybe there will be more arrests made there. Uh, and just hoping, yeah, everybody comes out of that one safe, whether you are on the racing side or the police side of that. That has got to be a weird Saturday night for a cop. That's got to be one you didn't plan on. If you have not dealt with that in Austin before and you got people doing donuts down there. All right, so if you have any information on that, let us know. We're trying to understand it as me, an old man, and Zay as a getting older man trying to figure out what's going on with the street racing. I'm just looking forward to the movie coming out in May. That's yeah, right. That's if, where I am. And if you were there, we're no narcs. We ain't going to rat you out or nothing. Let us know if you were there. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, right. What is it? Is it organized? Is there a schedule? And then for people driving around, uh, can you give them some advance notice on where they need to avoid? Void. Right, and who's the Vin Diesel? Like, who's running the show? Oh, who's setting it up? Yeah, that's somebody true. has to be setting this up. Or where's the Facebook group? Because the original guy, way back in the day, that started the whole thing was a street racer, and I think his name—they called him Racer X. Oh, it wasn't Ludacris. No, his name was not. Oh, okay. His name, I think, was Racer X or Driver X or something like that. So, who's the Driver X in this situation? If uh, if you happen to know, I'm gonna go on Facebook. I'm gonna see if I got a group. See, if I can enter, it might be I private. Think. I might have to go through some phases like, who did this on Fast Five? Yeah, you're going to have to answer questions. Yeah, I have to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to let them, know, let them know you're into their world. You're going to go undercover. Have you seen the movie Tort with Ice Cube? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, so as far as the sports weekend goes, uh, three out of the four Longhorn teams looking pretty good right now, the main teams that we're covering here in the spring, uh, and that would start with men's basketball. They beat Oklahoma. These two just play gritty, tough, close games. But, Zay, in the end, the Longhorns found a way. They needed overtime, but they got it done, 85 83, we said it going into the weekend, just find a way. Find a way to win it, and they did what they did in Norman. They found a way to win it. Yeah, that's all it's about. You know, Coach Terry said right after the game, that's what March is all about. That, it felt like March on Saturday at the Mood. It felt like a March-type game. You had another team in the Big 12, best conference in the nation, fighting for their March Madness lives. And Porter Mosier, with that group that he's put out there in these last few weeks, starting Oea, he's a big difference to the team. Uh, Bamasell came off the bench and did a good job. Sam Godwin was terrific if he didn't smoke that layup to, you know, could have tied the game at the end. But other than that, they were good. And they gave Texas everything. I mean, Texas being down seven in the second half with about seven minutes to go. If it wasn't for Serge Ibari Rice just coming back every time Oklahoma would score and get it around, you know, 61, 50, 54, something like that, Serge Ibari Rice would come and have a nice finish. He had a couple of finishes back to back, and then he really just took over from second half into overtime. I mean, 19 out of, 19 out of his 24 points came in second half of overtime. 
Like, mm. he was just amazing. He was efficient, 8 for 13. And those two big-time threes that he had at, uh, in the second half, those back-to-backs, that just kind of gave the Horns new life. You know, it just it seemed like every loose ball went Oklahoma's way. Every 50-50 ball went their way and then bounced around and went to old big man uh, uh, Lumberjack Groves, and he had a couple of layups. Just The horns were hustling, but they just had the ball bounce the other team's way. And Grant Sherfield, the shot that he hit to go into overtime, that's a big-time shot. He hit about four huge threes in that second half, one in Tyrese Hunter's face, a couple of ones coming off of dribble handoffs. He hit a pull-up three in transition, and then he hit that big step-back one to put them into overtime so you would think the momentum was going Oklahoma's way and then the horns you know they would be getting down on themselves because that's kind of just a natural reaction to basketball especially on your home court a guy hits a step back three like Grant Sherfield did that will take a lot of life out of you not for this experience Texas Longhorn men's basketball team. That's where the experience comes into play, where they can take a shot like that. Coach Terry could be like, hey, we're fine. We got five more minutes of basketball where we can really turn it up and come back. Dylan DeSue had a couple of nice push-in floaters to start the uh, overtime. Marcus Carr, he was good. Serge Barry Rice had another three. You know, uh, Timmy Allen had an and-one finish. Just they, they did experience – they did – Big time experienced basketball team plays in overtime that you got to do in March. Like, that's what you need in March. You got to have the experience take over. When, if the freshmen aren't going to give you what they should be giving you on Saturday, then who else is going to step up? If Tyrese Hunter is going to continue to give you what he's given you this last, you know, second half of the year, then who's going to step up? I thought Coach Terry did a good job with his lineups. I thought Brock was really good in that first half, eight straight points that he had during a couple of possessions. And, yeah, just another desperate team coming in the mood, and you got a must-win, which you're you're still fighting for that number one seed, Chad. You're still mm-hmm. fighting for it. You know, yep. I know they're sitting at the eighth spot right now, looking at a two-seed if March Madness started today. These next four games are absolutely brutal. We talked about that five-game stretch that they had. In the middle of the season, these next four games, like, good grief. You got Iowa State tomorrow yep. ranked that you already lost to them at Hilton Coliseum in Ames. You got Baylor, which they're probably a little pissed off of how they lost uh, in Allen Fieldhouse. Like, they had that game handled in the first half. Scott Drew making jokes and stuff at halftime with uh, Holly Rowe and stuff like that. Like, Scott, you better relax. You got to understand where you at. Mm-hmm. You got to understand where you at. Them refs, they act different. If Bill Self starts talking to them refs, they act different. You got to understand, be on even kill, man, and keep your team that way. And look what happened. Kansas came back. That was an incredible second half that they put against uh, uh, those Baylor Bears. So you got Baylor on Saturday. Then you got to turn around, play TCU, who just got their really good point guard back, Mike Miles. And then you got Kansas to finish the year. So that you escape against Oklahoma. And I thought that they did some really dumb things, the Horns. Uh, uh, even though they won and their experience took over to get them to win, I thought they did some really dumb things. Like Timmy Allen's five-second count, good grief. I almost threw the remote at the team. <laughs> Are we serious, Timmy Allen? We got to have – you played way too much basketball, like six years in college basketball to have that type of mistake. That's a bad move. And then it's 84-77. Marcus Carr, you got to have a sense of awareness, man. There's about two minutes left. We, you got control of the game. Walk it up. 
waste 30 seconds off the clock and get a good shot at the end because Oklahoma, they're desperate at this point. They know that the writing's on the wall and this loss is going to happen. No. Marcus Carr drives to the hole, throws up a one-handed layup off the glass, brought Cunningham fouls. Now it's 84-79. They come back down the court. I think that's where the Timmy Allen five-second call happened. I don't know for sure. That sounds about right. But Mm -hmm. you come back down the court. Turn the ball over. Oklahoma gets it. They score, and the game just gets close. Like that's, I don't like that. Like both of those guys, you know, both over two thousand in points. They played too much basketball to have those types of mistakes. And also, Chad Marcus Carr's got to have some type of feel for the game too. When the game's on the line, I get it. You've been the man all year long. You're going to be first team All Big Twelve. I understand. Seventeen points is solid. Four for fifteen, cool. But. When Serge Jabari Rice is cooking the way he is, you got to know, look, maybe tonight's my, my night to shoot the last second shot. You know, I, I thought it was a good step back to take that one where they were up by three before Sherfield hit the shot to go to overtime. I thought that was a good move, but uh, the next one with about seven seconds left, you knew Marcus Carr was going to shoot that ball no matter what. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to look for nobody like he did. And he got up a really bad shot, which the rest ain't going to give him that foul. He might have got a little bump from OA or whatever, but they're, they're not going to give you that call. So you got to understand, and that's Coach Terry too. Coach Terry's got to say, hey, Marcus, sometimes you realize Serge Barry Rice, he was cooking. Again, 19 points out of the 24 came in the second half in overtime. So I get it. You've been the man all year long. Maybe you should be a decoy and let him take the last second shot. Just a thought. Because that situation might come in March where everybody knows Marcus Carr's going to want to shoot it, but it might not be his night. I don't think it was to shoot it on Saturday. I thought it was Serge Ibari's time. But, hey, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. The Horns still got the dub. I just don't want that situation to come up later on and them lose because of it, especially when it matters. Yeah, I think that type of game is going to be real tough, especially if they try it on the road. If they try to play that game in somebody else's barn, I think they're going to be in uh, maybe in some trouble. But they got out of this one, 85-83. Texas got the win. That is win number 21 on the season. And as they mentioned, next up, the Iowa State game tomorrow. So we'll get you a full preview, obviously, of that one on tomorrow's show. We're talking a lot of basketball today, not only the Longhorns, but the NBA. Did you watch the all-star game how about the dunk contest we'll get into all of that there's an updated story on where russell westbrook's going to end up we will get you those stories plus some nfl notes eric b enemy is on the move and is rex ryan getting back in the league all of that coming up crap bag at 12 45 i'll give you my thoughts on xfl week one apparently we have a listener that actually checked out some xfl so i'm not the only one we'll talk about that as we move on too hopefully you're having a great start to your week It is Monday, and this is The Horn. Oh, we definitely have an aerial theme going here. I feel like I should know this one. 
Zay, what's the song called? Tigers of Pantang. Oh my god. Um Saxon? Nah. Doggone it. Who is it? Hellbound. Hellbound? Yeah. And I'm not familiar with. Alright. Hellbound. Alright. There you go. That gets us started today on a Monday. If you have uh, if you didn't catch our uh, crazy album discussion last Thursday, it is up on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash at the Horn Austin, thank you for subscribing. If you'd like to subscribe, we are at 729 subscribers trying to get to 800 and beyond. So thank you for checking out the YouTube page. Also, thank you for checking out all of our shows, including Ball Don't Lie. They're going to be down in Buda tomorrow, uh, down at Mudbug, celebrating Fat Tuesday, having a good time. How about that? By the way, the song is called Hellbound, and the group's called Tigers of Pan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was I was a little confused on that. I thought there was a band called that. Okay, so Tigers of spell that word for me. T y g r s. No, no, no. Sorry, the uh, Tigers of what's it? Pan- oh, Pantang. P a n t a n g. T a n g. The yeah. Tigers of Pantang. All right. Uh, so they will be down there in Buda tomorrow. I think Aaron Hogan's going to be hanging out. That's his neck of the woods as well. That's on Main Street in Buda. If you want to get down there, I hear good things about this place. So get on down there and check them out and check out Rod and Harge with Ball Don't Lie. They will be, of course, coming up today at 3. Then we get you our Monday night lineup, Soccer Matters at 7 and 8 o'clock is Insincerious with Patrick and the crew. There's a lot of stuff coming off of this weekend. It was a busy sports weekend as a lot of you can just almost feel the rest of the sports world. They're they let the Super Bowl happen, and then let's just throw ideas at people. Let's throw all kinds of ideas at them for what they could watch. And we talked about Texas basketball getting the big win. Uh, we're going to get into some NBA stuff as well. Uh, a couple of quick NFL notes. We talked about it last week. Eric Bieniemy is going to Washington as the, the OC and assistant head coach. I feel him. Zay, he's one of the weirdest stories to me in, in the NFL. That yeah. many interviews, that many teams – I think I heard Rod Baber say the other day he's interviewed 16 times. Is it 17 times with 16 teams? Something like that. And this is, the, I guess, the way he feels like he can get out of Andy Reid's shadow and, and kind of make his own thing. But uh, it's, a sad, it's, it's a sad story for me. Like if, Unless he's just the, the worst interview on the face of this earth, how has Eric Bieniemy not gotten a crack yet after all this time? That's yeah, crazy. He might sweat profusely to where you just can't hire the guy. Right. Like being an OC and not having the pressure, cool. He's cool, calm, collected, but I don't know. Maybe just a bad interview, and then it goes back to just the history of black coaches, so you always have that in the back of your mind, which yeah. is never the right thought. You always want to think that everybody gets you know treated equal, but sometimes that's not the case. So hopefully he could get a fresh start and – you know, open some eyes to where he's not Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes shadow anymore because that's always been the blame and the thing on him. Just being in those guys' shadow, like you say all the time, Chad, when those guys like Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster, when they go and they think, you know, man, how are y'all having all this success? They go to Andy Reid. 
Eric Bieniemy don't get no credit. Yeah, which is a damn shame. He should get a lot of credit, but hey, that's how it works in this profession. So now he's going into the Commanders, and Sam Howell is going to be his quarterback. If he can win with him. Yeah, and I think he's going to get an opportunity to head coach somewhere, whether he's a good interview or not. That's crazy. Maybe good news if you're not a fan of the Chiefs. Maybe this helps to break up the Chiefs a little bit if you believe that he had some part of it to, to do with it and it wasn't all Andy Reid. Um, also, Rex Ryan did interview in Denver. Zay, you talked about this story late last week. He did get the interview on Saturday uh, to be their defensive coordinator. They're also looking at, what was the guy's name? Oh, Vance Joseph, that was their former head coach. They're looking at him as maybe a DC as well. So Rex Ryan has been out since 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rex Ryan, he's such a polarizing figure in his own way that that could be a distraction, especially if things go south. And I don't know if Sean Payton wants those problems so early on. I mean, that's a good defense that they got up there. A good, young, upcoming defense. Patrick Chertan, the second, one of the best young cornerbacks in the league. We know the problems that they had offensively. But, yeah, you know you know just how Rex Ryan could be, man. Like, he could be a distraction. And has the game passed him up? I don't think so. But who knows? A lot of those guys could go from being an analyst and they could take a step back from the game from a few years. And that benefits them because they could go off to these training camps and go to these different franchises and soak up game because they have so many different, you know, relationships in the NFL. And Rex Ryan's one of those guys with his pops being a coach and his brothers and stuff. He could always do that. So if that could be useful for maybe him getting the job, but yeah, it, it, Rex Ryan's always just going to be an interesting hire. Also, something to keep your eye on there. They've apparently hired a couple guys that worked with Rex with the Jets there in Denver. So uh, there's some connections with Sean Payton, has some experience with guys back to the Saints days, but then Rex Ryan also has experience with some of those guys on the like, defensive side and special team side. Like br- his brother was with Sean Payton with the Saints for a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I'd for, you're right, I'd forgotten about that. There's a, it's a Ryan family connection oh, yeah. there. Maybe keep an eye on that. Uh, speaking of family, the NBA family got together in Salt Lake City. Zay, let's start with Saturday night. Were you entertained by the three-point, the dunk, and whatever else you watched? I was. I was. I The skills, the little competition and stuff, that doesn't really interest me. But once the three-point competition starts, that's when it gets good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was impressive, three-point and the slam dunk on the three-point, Dame Lillard. I mean, I tell you all the time, second-greatest shooter of all time in my book. Like, he got himself a three-point shootout competition winner. He said he needed that to help his resume when Mm -hmm. he gets talked about in these conversations of the Reggie Millers and the Chris Mullins and the Ray Allens, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, etc. So, you know, that's what you got to do. And he put on a show. Now, Tyrese Halliburton, what he did – with 31 points at first, I was like, man. This that was is, a hell of a round. This is impressive. Yeah. And, you know, Draymond and uh, Kenny Smith, Reggie Miller, they do a good job explaining things because the guys who don't take much effort to shoot the ball usually do well in this competition because you're trying to beat the clock and also be efficient. You're so, not wear, don't wear yourself out, right. but you've got to have time at the end. Exactly. Yeah. So if guys shoot their game shot, 
that could be a plus and a minus. Like Tyler Hero, he struggled because he really has to, you know, elevate on his jumper to shoot it the way he wants to, to be consistent. While Tyrese Halliburton, he has that awkward release, barely gets off the ground. I don't think he could jump over a Sunday paper on his <laughs> shot. But it's efficient just because it's just a little flick of the wrist. Same with Dame and Buddy Hill. All those three guys went to the finals. But, yeah, Dame Lillard just – he makes it look so easy. It's such a pretty shot. And, you know, you talk about Jalen Hurts and having really good, like, leg strength. Damian Lillard's kind of like down the basketball court. That's mm-hmm. what enables him to shoot so far. What you saw last night, he shot a half-court shot, pure form from, like, the side of the half-court uh, 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 mark. That was one of the most incredible shots I've seen. I don't care if they're not playing D or not. Just how easy he makes shooting look. For his size at 6'2", as a point guard, that's why I put him at number two. I know Bird's there. I know Ray Allen, Ray G. Miller. All those guys were so much bigger. Dame Lillard, he was impressive. And then Mac McClung, a G League guy. We knew what he could do coming out of high school. I'm still salty about Mac McClung during his tenure at Texas Tech because he gave sure. towards that like game-winning shot at the Irwin Center. God, that, that still was brutal. And he gave him that attitude, too. Yeah, he gave him that yeah. attitude, but... The boy got bounce. The yeah. boys got bounce. Serious bunnies. And that one where he jumped over two people hmm. and hit the ball off the glass, yeah. that was stupid dumb. So are you okay as an NBA fan if that's how they sort of put energy into the dunk contest? G League guys, sort of sidebar guys. Bring them in. They'll care about it. They'll go after the dunks. Are you okay with that if it's not the big names doing it? Instead, it's a guy like that. Are you good with it? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's not going to get any better. We already know the main superstar guys aren't going to do it. They don't want to do it. Because this whole thing about McClung saved the dunk contest, it's like, okay, let's calm down. Let, let's calm down. It, it, is, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the better dunk contests. With what it was last year, and you had yeah. Cole Anthony doing the dadgum crip walk in Timberlands, using all well, those props and stuff. That was bunk. That was trash. So I get what they're saying on save the dunk contest. I don't. I wouldn't go that far. I'm with you on that. Yeah. But I did think if somebody like Matt McClung's going to come in and do what he did, then hell yeah, bring him on. You know what the basic thing of it was for me? It was just hit the dunk the first time you try it. Yes. That's what McClung did a good job of. And those other guys did too. I felt like it was a good – because last year specifically, if I'm remembering right, was a year where they just kept missing and missing and missing. And it was like, okay, how many chances are you going to give them? And then eventually if you hit it on the third or fourth try, it's not as impactful. That that was the best part of McClung. He had good ideas, and he hit them early. He hit them on – I can't remember him missing one, in fact. Maybe he no, missed one. I don't think so. But I thought – it seemed like he hit everything on the first try. Jericho Sims made me want to go put my head in the toilet. <laughs> like – Bruh, come on, fam. Like you we gotta be a little more creative than that. Like we got to. You're too what, the big. Arm in the thing. You didn't v- like Vince that? Carter did that twenty three years ago. We we can't we, we gotta be a little more creative than that. Then like the piece of paper was all toe up when he tried to hold up the fifty and stuff. It was uh-huh. brutal. It, it was rough. Yeah, that is tough. And by the way, our comments just now is why they don't do it anymore. That's why they don't want to do it. They don't want to get ripped on. They do not want to get ripped on if they I mean, have a weird performance. Jericho Sims already has like a pretty dull personality. Like I love Jericho. I wish Saka Smart would have given him the ball more his senior year because he was the best post player on the team. And there were times where you could just give him the ball and he'd go get you a bucket. But 
Shaka would get away from that because he was a guard himself and just throw it all on Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones, and Matt Coleman, and it would drive me insane. And Jericho's not the type of person to go speak out, to be like, give me the ball. Give me the damn ball. He's not that guy. I, I, don't, I don't even know what he sounds like, to be honest. And right, he, would, right. he was here for four-something years, talked to Craig Way multiple times. I couldn't do an impersonation to save my life because he's that quiet kept, just that type of person. But... You can't you, you you can't bring that into the All Star game, you know. You gotta bring more of have a little attitude, personality, yeah. attitude, you know. And it was tough. Yeah, they did. Tough. Yeah, Salt Lake City did have some attitude over the weekend. Let us know what you thought of it. Did you watch the game? We'll get to the game last night as well. One eighty five to one seventy something. Jason Tatum going off for a record. I think it was fifty six points, and he's the MVP. LeBron and. Uh, Giannis both unable to finish the game because of injuries, uh, minor injuries they're dealing with. So we'll get to that breakdown. Also coming up in the Crab Bag, XFL Week 1. I'll give you a couple of early names to follow. And one of our listeners might have actually checked out the XFL, believe it or not. At 105, Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com will get his thoughts on Texas basketball on the good side and Texas baseball on the not-so-good side. They started their season Oh, for three against those SEC opponents. We'll find out from Joe what happened coming up. So stay with us. It's the Horn. Kind of sounds like another song that I think is them. So, is the song called Jailbreak? Or tonight? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Is this Thin Lizzy? Hey, that's right. Go. There we go. Because I heard that voice and I heard a little bit of the boys are back in town. I could hear that voice singing that song too. So, whew, thank goodness. I knew there was going to be a fan base mad at me if I missed that one. Thin Lizzy and Tigers of Pantang start the show today on a Monday. Don't forget... Thursdays at 2 o'clock, our new music segment takes over here uh, since we're out of football season. Last week, we talked about a couple albums. This week, I'm going to be talking Old Dirty Bastard, and Zay's going to be talking Def Leppard. I cannot wait to hear your breakdown of Hysteria. Have you gotten in yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. My wife is interested. My wife's pumped up. This is her choice for you. She thinks you need to listen to Hysteria by Def Leppard. So that's this week. And then I have gone almost all the way through the ODB record, the Return to 36 Chambers album, and um, I'm going to go back through a couple of those tracks because there's some good stuff on there that I wanted to, uh, to to mention. So we'll get to that on Thursday. So, so what's up with John 1987? Because both Guns N' Roses album last week and this Hysteria album both were dropped in 87. Yeah, it's true. It's a big year. Big year. Uh-huh. I that's the year what, the year I turned thirteen and my wife turned an age that's a little bit above thirteen. Okay. But yeah, it's an important time musically. 
when you're when you're 13, 14, 15, 16, that's so important. Right. Musically. But yeah, 87 was it was big. That was big big time with those two albums. So yeah, you'll you'll be fully versed on 1987 once you get to the end of this week. All right, you'll I'm be, with it. You'll be ready to just like I will be able to talk about the Wu-Tang Clan in a way I never thought yeah. I would once I get done with these albums. I'll be able to try to explain at least a little bit of it to people. All right. So uh, that's coming up later in the week coming up at one o'clock. Joe Cook of Inside Texas. Good grief. The Texas baseball team did not have a good start to the season. They lose by one to Arkansas, by one to Missouri, and then by 10 to Vanderbilt. I'm not sure if I've ever heard of a baseball game starting like this. The first eight Vanderbilt runs were unearned in that game. Now that's a that's kind of tough to do. Uh, so t- they're 0-3 to start, but of course, Texas baseball fans will tell you they had a rough start, uh, what, a season or two ago against some SEC opponents up in Arlington and were able to turn it around. They play A&M Corpus Christi tomorrow at 5. So we'll get Joe's thoughts on Texas baseball, Texas basketball, obviously looking very looking good on the men's side with a close win, looking really good on the women's side uh, with a blowout win over the weekend. So uh, we got a lot of stuff going on there. We also have... Had a spring football league trying to get your attention. Let's talk crap bag. I'll tell you what the rock's cooking. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. What The Rock is cooking this time is the emotion. It is a story, and it is the idea of an opportunity, and I'm in. I watched the the documentary. I like Dwayne anyway. I like Dwayne's story anyway. The fact that he still has a chip on his shoulder about certain things, I learned a little more about that. I learned a little more about Danny Garcia. I didn't realize they were married back in the day. Anybody realize that part? These two were married back in the day and have a kid together. And now they are friends and they've decided to go into business together. And Danny Garcia is uh, a really interesting story in her own right. Uh, but the XFL, it entertained me over the weekend. It gave me a couple stories to watch. Just like, if for nothing else, it gives us stuff like the A.J. McCarron moment. So A.J. McCarron in St. Louis. They go to San Antonio, and they're down late, 15-3. to And then the XFL rules took over. They scored... Ah! They score a touchdown, make it 15-9. They go for three and make it 15-12. Then they take the option to go fourth and 15. They convert it. He throws a nice 18-yard out. They go down the field and score. They win the game 18-15. And after the game, Zay, his three sons come on the field with him, and he's getting emotional talking about it. And it's like... AJ McCarron? Yes. And he's Bam, th- you went to Bama. And he's there with that smoking, no, hot, smoking no. hot wife of his. Hell no. It was a great moment. Hell no, he ain't get emotional he did it was a great moment his his six-year-old he said has been googling him but had never seen him actually play so it was important for him to play in front of the family i bought into it i enjoyed it i thought it was a good moment oh my gosh look you already won with the batty wife that you got on your arm you won there yeah she is very nice i remember brent musenberger going crazy on her during the national championship game or whatever game that was Uh when they showed her in the crowd but Come on, bro. We can't be week one, XFL. You're getting emotional from these bogus ass rules. You're up down by fifteen to three with a minute thirty. And you come back and win and you get an emotional. You gotta come back (laughs) win. No. Wow. All right. I was trying to set up the emotion and uh, and Zay's clowning on it. So there you go. There was that. 
Some other na- oh my goodness! Some other names you may want to pay attention to or laugh at. Uh, I'm just how soft are we now? Are we that soft? Like, let's realize where we're at, AJ. Like, we're trying to get back in the league. Ain't no way I'm getting you on my roster. If you're trying to get back in the league, you you can't get in the league now. I need a quarterback with some toughness. If you're breaking down, if the kids are coming on the field week one. XFL, and you're breaking down wow. over a bogus-ass comeback win from the most bogus-ass rules ever. It's fun. Yes, it's fun, but you don't be breaking down. Please don't. The kids on the field hugging you and stuff, thinking like you won the Super Bowl. Good <laughs> grief, man. That's tough, Chad. That's tough. All righty. Arlington and Houston both won over the weekend. In case you care, San Antonio is the one that lost to A.J. McCarron, and they've got a Thursday game, a Saturday game, and a couple of Sunday games this week. Uh, also, on the crap bag front, Tiger did apologize for the tampon stunt oh, man. with Justin Thomas. He said he was sorry if anyone was offended that the joke Landed the way it was supposed to between them, but with it, if everybody else was offended once they saw what it was, that he was sorry about that. He didn't really go any further into it than that. Yeah, we knew he would have to. Yeah, we knew it was coming. Unfortunately, twenty twenty three Tiger can't do it. No, he did. Yeah, he's going to have to, and uh, hopefully everybody can kind of move on there. Uh, I did have a weird question though for you ladies out there. If you're on a golf course with another woman and you outdrive her, what's the joke? How do you joke with her about outdriving her? If you smash it three bills and she hits it like two fifty, what do you? What's your joke? Do you still make a joke? And is it still kind of a a rip on femininity joke, or is it different? Just let me know. Let me know for you, big time female golfers. I want to know what that joke is and what happens if you outdrive a man. What do you do then? What's the joke? Do you still make a joke that references... That's a good question. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to know, though. So if you're a big-time female golfer and you're just, you know, you're striping it right down the middle and smashing it by everybody, tell me what your joke is. I'd love to know. I would love to know. Yeah, because I know a lot of women could probably drive further than I can. Oh, tons can outdrive me. I, I like, drive like 220. Yeah. At my, I, I think the longest drive I've ever hit was 250, and it involved a downhill slope and wind. Seriously. I, I don't think I've ever driven farther than that. I have such bad hips, like trying to just get my body to turn to where you get a nice, pure swing. Right. That can't happen for me. So so you're not. Just by yeah. that right. is a struggle. Yeah. I would love to know. I would love to know about that. Somebody texted, Zay is a robot. What do you mean? LOL. And Zay is a hater is another one of the texts. Look, I got a good pop lock if you mean robot like that, but I'm just (laughs) saying, y'all, it's XFL. Come on, the kids on the field. Yeah. You're down 15-3 and you win the game with a minute 30. That's that's amazing. Was it a minute thirty left? Maybe a minute fifty. Uh, it may be, it may be, it was a it was a crazy yeah, crazy comeback. Yeah, it was a minute comeback. thirty. A minute was thirty. Was a minute thirty? Okay, fifteen three. Yeah, and that's one of those things where those those rules. I did wonder watching that as a football fan. Was that too extreme for you as a football fan? When you watch that, you go, "Well, wait a second. If you're down that with a minute thirty, shouldn't you be done?" But I liked the moment of you know what defense stop the play from the ten. 
And if you and then stop an 18 yard out route, you let AJ McCarron and Ricky Prohl's kid. By the way, that's how old I am now. That's Ricky Prohl's child that caught both of those Jeez. both of those passes. And then he caught the touchdown to win the game and went crazy. And he hugged his dad. And I thought it was a good moment. Zay obviously would have laughed at them and and mocked them for having human emotions. But I thought it was a nice little moment, even though I was rooting for San Antonio. So there you go. Um, it it is just me and one of our listeners apparently watching the XFL. All right, uh, coming up, Joe Cook from Inside Texas and On3.com. Longhorn basketball looking good with a win over Oklahoma. Longhorn baseball struggles out of the gate, losing all three games in Arlington. We'll get Joe's thoughts on it coming up on the Horn.